Hello and welcome to the podcast all about Crystal Palace Football Club. This is the this is for the love of Palace. Wow, that was uh, terrible. <laughs> Do you know what, not, I'll say you can do it again, but I can't bother. <laughs> Just leave that one in. <laughs> First time's a charm, and that was terrible. <laughs> How you doing, Chris? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well. So today's one's uh, got three different topics to run down. It's the Palace next Palace manager, the transfer strategy of of what we could go and who we'd like to sign, and the contracts of Palace players. So where would you like to start today? Should we start with the contracts, Martin? Let's just get this. Get the contracts out of the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got a feeling you just want to get rid of everyone. Well, the, most of them are on the list, to be honest. <laughs> There's a big chunk of our oh, dead weight, yes. Let's, let's be honest. And obviously, it's been a made a massive thing all in every... Well, near enough, every game we play, it's constantly something, like talked about how many people we're going to be out of contract to the end of the season. So, yeah, that'll be a good one to start, I think. Should we go straight into it? Let's go straight into it. All right. Yeah, so, so we've got... So let's start off with... Um, Wayne Hennessy. So uh, we've effectively replaced him already, haven't we? So I'd be very surprised if he stays. Yeah, I'd be very surprised. I mean, he's 34 now. Like, I don't think that matters as a goalkeeper, though. This is true, but I think he's... Same age as Guaita. Guaita's like clearly number one. And we've got Jack Bulland, who's must be at least six years younger than him or something. Basically replaced him. So we don't really need Wayne Hennessy. And every time I see him play, he makes me worried. To be honest, he makes our defence look a shambles. You know, and it's not the best defence as it is already. So defence is all right. It's better with Guaita and goal. With Wayne Hennessy, oh, yeah. it looks yeah, odd. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of Wayne Hennessy. But, yeah. I mean, like, Wayne Hennessy's had his moments with us where he was number one for us, taking over from Julian Speroni. And, obviously, a lot of fans were unhappy with that because Jules is a legend and Hennessy's come in and basically kicked him out to be number two. But, you know, he... He at the time is a better ke- was a better keeper because uh, Speroni was in last years, but he just I don't know he's always got that mistake in him, isn't he? To be honest, and especially with his setups for the uh, free kicks that just were horrible uh, every time he made that stupid little step over every time. So he wants to go. Generally speaking, I think it's more of a thing of that he's. I love he's a bad backup. But he just he got injured at the wrong time, so we've bought another replacement, and then his contracts run out, out. So it's just t- times up, really. It's not times up, yeah. It's not yeah. necessarily that he's been bad or anything. It's, I think it's just I thought a backup. He he's okay. Yeah, no, I know. I think I'm glad we got uh, Butland in now, but I do wonder. Uh, like, well, this is the thing. I do wonder if if we keep Hodgson. Uh, Roy Hodgson, that uh, he would actually just uh, end up taking over Guaita next season, or the, the least the season after, anyway. So, but I, I think it's one of those things where, where they, they, they've speculated where because he did with Butland, it was he was a lot of the Stoke fans when he was in the Championship didn't rate him anymore. Mm. 
So, wasn't there a bit of a falling out or something between was it him and the the board or the chairman or something? Was it or one of the managers with Butland? And that's where they basically relegated him to the reserves, didn't they, for a bit? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't really know the details of that. Unless that's, just, another, unless that's someone else, I'm not even sure. I know that happened with Hennessy at Wolves, though, as well. It's a weird thing, actually. We did well, bring in two goalkeepers that played in the Premier League for a team, then got relegated, hanged around, mm. and then a, and then both support set of supporters didn't rate him after that. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, Jack Wolves fans who. Oh, carry on, mate, carry on. Yeah. I don't think Wolves fans rated Hennessy. So it's no. just probably the same reasons we've got as well then. <laughs> <laughs> just very, very tall. That's about all he had with him. And talking of keepers then, we've got the other keeper, Stephen Henderson, who's just was probably one of the strangest signings. Well, it's not a strange sign. You've got to have someone there for training, and that's all it is. Is he's there for training, he's a practice keeper. Yeah, I guess he, he would have been cheap, but I mean, he came from, was it Portsmouth or something, who were in League Two, and you just think to yourself, if both your keepers get injured, and then you've got this guy who's... He won't well. be he, he, how often does it happen that third choice keeper gets any games? Not not very likely, to be honest, but... So the chances are, the reason why he's here is just that he's a nice egg on the training pitch. Making up numbers. It's not necessarily, it's, it's just, it's quite about, about in training... Let's just say you've got, you know, eleven versus eleven. We've got more in your squad than than twenty two. Mm. So it's what they do in the background, or you take shots against the the, the first keeper or something like that. They run drills at the same time. So it's one of the ones that we're not, when we when we try and buy someone like that who hasn't has only had a experience in the lower sort of leagues and that. Yeah, I do wonder. Like, it'd be better off just promoting a a youth player there. To keep training with the the first first team goalkeepers, but again, I mean, effectively, this is. I mean, in theory, you could get a youth players to do it, but the point is, is that are they actually improving themselves? Because effectively, they're saying the same because they're not really playing, I suppose, are they? Yeah, they're not going to be playing. They're not going to be testing themselves. Effectively, they're just there as cannon fodder for the for the fourth twist striker to mess about. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, who so, moving on to from there? Do we go by um, defenders so, next, or yeah? Just... So, well, all, all defenders really. <laughs> a lot of them are, yeah. <laughs> so let's just go John Ward. Let's just do the right backs situation. Right backs. Uh, well, yeah. so we've got two of them going, haven't we? Like, I think it'd be nice to see John Ward stay. I think give him another year or like another year contract to add on to it because. He's been a brilliant servant for us. He's been there nearly well, coming up to ten years, I think, isn't it? Next season. Yes. Yeah. So he, he was signed in um, twenty twelve. Yeah. So next season be his tenth year with us, and he's played a lot of a lot of games for us. And he's like, still only thirty as well. He's not actually that old. Yeah. Yeah. So he could, so he, he, could, could he could do it for another couple of years. Yeah. yeah. And he's been he's been our first twist right right back this year. Well, Nathaniel Collins come in as well this year and he's been injured a lot. Like Joel Ward's like stood the test of time with uh, Aaron Wamasaka came in and obviously cemented his place into it. Joel Ward's always been there, never never said anything bad, never, you know, looked, you know, kind of 
down in the dumps, just got on with his work and pushed his way back into the team when he left. You know, and he's 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 been a brilliant servant for us. So I'd like to give him another year or see see what we go and or if we buy anyone in. This is the thing. I can't see us buying the right back because I've we've got three. Yeah, at the moment, and... we still don't know what's happening with Ferguson or how well his knees well, can be holding so up. Or effectively, they're saying at the moment that he's um he's in training and they want him to play in the twenty threes for for a little while just to get his fitness back. fitness back up. Yeah, so we could possibly see him towards the end of the season. We should, yeah, he should know. be involved. Yeah, and this is, from a personal point, the way I would look at it is I'd renew, I'd try to renew Klein and Ward, and so the Ward can cover a left back if needs be. Yeah, and then you've got, I'd then look to loan out Ferguson, loan out him just to get the fitness back up, or more just experience. Experience, just the fact is he'll be going from playing in the championship. You know, um, season before. Yeah, I mean, he's almost had a year out, almost. Yeah, yeah. If you look at it from from that point of view, like he's to sort of get back on the saddle, so to speak, just to just get him some minutes. You get minutes into you know into his body, into his legs, right? And that's the thing with knee injuries. I suppose you never know how well it's going to take us either. Like, can completely destroy everything, but. He's still young, but it depends how serious it is to have a nearly a year out. Well, over a year out. No, they're the, the, the separate injuries. Oh, it's separate injuries, right? Okay. Yeah, they're different parts of the body as well. I think one was one knee, the other one was the, the other leg or something. Oh, right. So it wasn't, I thought it was the same, same injury. No, 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 no. I, think, I think he had, he almost, I mean, they were talking about him coming back in like October or something, and it, something else and happened. Something else happened, right. Okay. Well, at least he's back in training. Though. That's that's good to see. And he's he's the young he's a youngster, and you know that's why like one of the good things we could keep Ward around or even keep Klein around. It'd be nice to give him another year contract to you know yeah, experience wise. Experience wise, he can learn a lot from both of them. Yeah, I think with Klein, what's probably going to happen is he's probably going to be the one that, that gets released because he's probably the the more expensive of the two. He's probably a more, uh, more on wages than Maud would be, I think, yeah. A little bit younger, though. A couple of years younger than Maud. Actually, he's only one year younger. Is it only a year? I thought he yeah. was 28. So, that's all right. No, it's 29, though. Or, okay. Or, go to my website. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got, obviously, another right-back slash centre-back as well, Martin Kelly, which he's no one no, this whole year has been... Kelly's not on the contract. He's he's we still got another year for him. I thought that was obviously it's this thing. I've got a different list than you. Don't tell you. No, Kelly's <laughs> five. He's the, the athletic one. Oh, Kelly's really? so he's not, got one not Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't know how many years left. You don't you don't announce when players renew things. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think the other like, the ones we, like I only realised that um, Mitchell signed a contract was today when I was looking through the stuff. Like, and then I look for all the other things and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't realise. Well, the, the thing is, they knew about that a long... He signed that way before they announced it. Because mm. they, they, they said about it on the... Kind of, um, the effective one article about a month before that and he wasn't on the list of players that were running out of contract that, that year. Oh, really? Because I think it's one of the things where they, they do the deals and often they don't announce it to anyone until the said players had a good game or something. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah. Okay. They like to seem to, to wait. <laughs> Just to make everyone worried for a bit and then like, oh, by the way. <laughs> I don't really get it, to be honest. I, think that, that, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, why that they, they, they choose to not announce when contracts mm. are signed and then so because I think Martin Kelly had a similar thing and didn't McCarthy have one as well where where everyone thought his contract was up and, and, and he had signed one like a year or two before or something yeah McCarthy I think that was a couple of years back I think that was yeah everyone thought oh his, his contract's coming up and then someone came back and said oh no he, he's renewed that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just silly you'd think like you'd announce these things just for the fans so then fans know you know but you've got to find it through <laughs> like trawling through the internet near enough <laughs> so, it's, uh, so who we got next we got centre-backs yes we've got Sacco, Dan and Cahill Sacco, Dan and Cahill I mean there's my kind of thing with Sacco is when he's when he's actually on it he's brilliant he's clearly our best defender at the club the problem is he gets on it and he gets injured and then soon he comes back from injury, he's terrible. And obviously a lot of stuff to do with match fitness and match sharpness and stuff. But by the time he can finally get that worked out, he's injured again. And he's on a hell of a lot of money. A hell of a lot of money. But so, I don't think anyone who's getting renewed is, is getting the same contract that they had before. I think they're all going to be going down in wages, I think. Except oh, for maybe fine. You, you, you would hope so. You would definitely hope so. I mean... I mean, possibly Cahill, if he gets another contract, he might be on the same night. Because he's actually proved his worth. Yeah, but like, the thing is, he's, he's at that age, though, where he could just... You know, like, he's, he, yeah, the thing is, with Sacco, even though he has injury problems, he's not actually that old. He's 30. Yeah. Whereas, That's, think, yeah, That's so, the thing, yeah. Compared to the other two centre-backs, he's three years yeah. younger. <laughs> So the, so the start of the season, Scott Dan was 33. At the start of the season, Cahill was um, 34. Yeah. yeah. So it's, there is a, a gap between them. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. now because I always thought Sacco was a bit old. <laughs> I know. See, I knew Sacco wasn't as old as them two. But I knew, knew that. But it's just, I think he has a body like the same age as them, though. That's the thing. Like the amount of injuries he gets with his with whatever it is this time, I don't is is it his leg? Is it knee still? I don't know. I don't know worry, got, Mark, but I mean, you, you, you were saying that, but the, it's the last it's the last season he he made fourteen appearances. At the moment, Scott Dan this year has made twelve, and Cahill's made fourteen. So it's not like he's. <laughs> I know it's a full season against kind of a you've know, got ten games left. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not like it's the games that they've had this year that Cahill and and Dan don't have problems like that. But Cahill injury was from last year anyway, wasn't it? So he missed a big chunk at the start of the season. Getting trying back in to get uh, try and get back in from the injury against uh, oh, yeah. it was against Chelsea, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, like he, he completely hamstring just when he fell to the floor like he got shot. He missed only what twelve games the season before, mm. so it's not like he's he's playing every game either. So I mean, that's part of the thing is is we need to get rid of a couple of these players just because. Yeah, now I think I think I think with Scott Dan as well. I think Scott Dan, like, it's the same with Joel Ward. 
brilliant servant for us and like when he came to us I mean he was top scorer for us for a little bit wasn't he for a centre back as well he got something like six goals a season and I you know for a centre back it's uh, it's a good uh, kind of uh, what's the word it's a good return really you know he's lethal in the back every time he gets up there he's absolutely lethal in the back probably mm-hmm. now he's got no pace at all like, he, no pace. he never had post to start with but like this season it's clearly told and I do worry when we play Dan and Cahill together, it shows <laughs> our weakness. We definitely can't play a high line because if we play a high line against someone who's fast, we'd be destroyed. Yeah, you know. And then if we play if we play a deep line, then it's just we're letting the pressure get onto us, and that's that's one of the problems we got. We're letting them come onto us, and luckily we've been quite good at blocking a lot of shots this season. So I think I think Scott Dan would be gone, honestly. Cahill, I think we should give another year at least to. You know, he's proved this year. Like he's, he's, you can hear him on the pitch. He's shouting constantly at the players. He's trying to rally troops as well. With him, I've seen how he is in the last five games or something. <laughs> I'm a bit nervous that he will. That next season will be the season where he just doesn't. At 35. Same sort of thing. Yeah, it's kind of like that. That, that would be it, you know? Uh, yeah, I do think next year, we can't go much further than next year with him. But I do think to have it, because otherwise we're going to have to have a whole new backline, you know, in there, which is not cheap. We obviously, the, the market nowadays to try and get three or four players in is, you know, it's quite a hard task. And to get a whole backline and then the other problems we got to sort out as well. It's going to be a lot. There should be a lot available, effectively, because because no one's. We'll come to the next part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll come to transfers on on the next bit, but obviously, when it, the contracts are moment for our team, I mean, out out of the three, who who would you keep out of the Sacco, Dan, and and uh, Cahill? Yeah, I'd probably prefer Cahill to stay out of the three, but but ultimately, if they all got released, it wouldn't be the end of the world to you, sort of thing. Yeah, I guess. I guess because effectively you got ISA, and then you've got Kelly as a backup, and then you kind of you want to sign two two centre backs, then or or something similar. Just thing with with Kelly though as well, it's whether he's going to be fit. (laughs) I don't even know why he's out at the moment. Like, just get into the team. He's been around, though. He's been in training. He's been... I think he's played a couple of games in the reserves. So it's not like he's not so done it's anything. Lack of lack of being able to get onto the squad or something. Then. Yeah, has he not been on the bench, has he? Um, a couple of times. Not a lot, though. A couple of times. I haven't seen him outside. So that's why I just assumed he was injured. Because well, I haven't just seen him anywhere. And You know, oh, you yeah. see the under-23 lines up, so he's never in them either. He was so. training and he was doing things. Mm. <laughs> he was doing things. Yeah, no, they thought that he had he had a half like about a month ago. Oh yeah, so yeah, that's... remember that? Yeah, and I think he was on the bench uh, next game or the week later on the next game. I think. Yeah. I think so. Anyway, but yeah, I think my thoughts on that. Though, I think like if if Kelly's fit, then that's fine. But out the three. Keep Cahill. Sacco can go. He annoys me far more than any player should. He makes too, like 
And he makes a mistake, though. That's the funny thing. When like, he makes a mistake, though, that's the problem. <laughs> when he makes a mistake, they're really obvious mistakes. That everyone... They're really, really <laughs> obvious mistakes, yeah. Whereas I'm sure Kelly and, and other centre-backs make way more mistakes than he does, but they're just not as blatant. I mean, the thing is, is with him, is that if, you, if you want to be playing constant football, he's one of the few centre-backs we have that can actually... He can actually pass the ball forward, yeah. And he the ball forward. He will dribble the ball forward. He will run into midfield. He will be an overlapping centre-back. I mean... <laughs> yeah. I mean, Before that was the thing, he did it. It would be, it'd be good to, if he if he actually stayed fit this season, then uh, yeah, yeah, there no, there would be no no date no doubt he would be, you know, staying. Or we would we would like him to stay, whether or not he wants to stay, because there's talks of him going back to France and stuff. So I think who knows? the problem with France though is that they've got no money now. The yeah. the um, domestic TV deal collapsed, so you've got no yeah. fans. You've got no fans in the stadium. You've got a heavily reduced TV deal. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't quite know how they're going. The, the, the only teams. way you go back there—that's the thing. The only way he's going back there if he drops his wage demands, which is, I'm assuming it's only England and and maybe Germany can pay them at the moment. But maybe someone who, who comes up be quite very willing to take him. I don't, I don't know. So yeah, someone that comes up from the Championship, like it's a lot of money to. Oh, I think he might just end up just, just not, not getting a club. Really, just wait until. I think he'd be one of, one of those players. That, over sort of thing. One of those players on Football Manager that everyone signs. Oh, well, just because they need a squad member. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a free agent at the start of the season, so. <laughs> I mean, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me with a lot of lot of them, to be honest. Like, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of free agent uh, free agent players this year. I think that. A lot of teams are going to go after instead of paying like a lot of money for players. So the next one up is PVA. Yeah, see you later, mate. See you later, Pat. Are you take on for defender? No, see you later, Pat. <laughs> like he's got a lot of goals. He's not a left back. He's no, he is, Mark. He's an attacking left back. An attacking he's, left he's... back that, that if he could defend, he would be playing at top level, and he would be. If he could defend, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's he's what, not a left back. <laughs> well, no, because that's that's like saying, was it Trent Alexander's not a left back? I mean, he's not particularly great at defending. He's but... not a right back either. To be honest, he's a right midfielder. <laughs> but that's, that's the point, though. Is, is that <laughs> he is a player that, that will get one on one with the goalkeeper. How many other players? So take out our wingers. Who else would get one on one with the goalkeeper? Take out the wingers. Like we can Zaha as a winger. Yeah, well, yeah, just... So, so who else would get one-on-one with the goalkeeper? So, a player that can play out wide, just take out all the other wide players. You can... Not a lot, to be honest. There isn't a lot of players there. But he does it multiple times a season. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous how often he ends up one-on-one with the goalkeeper, considering he's supposed to be a left-back. See, it's the thing with Van Arnold. I I think if we... That, I mean, we did try it once, didn't we, in the game a couple of games back when it was Mitchell. Well, you, you can't play, you can't... And you can't play him as a left midfielder because effectively it means he's no longer taking the defenders by surprise by making silly runs. Yeah. He becomes pedestrian if you do that. He's not... Because yeah. that's all he's got is that he makes runs when players... No one's expecting a left back. No one's expecting PVA to do what PVA does when it comes down to roaming into the centre of midfield. It's the centre 
of, of defence. No one's expecting him to carry on those runs. Because yeah, no, it will push no, you way up. No one really does that. I can't think of another player that, that really... Well, in our team, no. Not just in general. Not like... just in, in general, right. Because say in our team, there's, there's not a lot. I mean, the problem is I find Van Arnold is... Like we've noticed in the last couple of games, he's actually done quite well and he's actually clearly worked on his defending. He's actually looked like he's worked on his defending, but the problem is... It's not that he can't defend, got... it's not his focus. Ultimately, the manager chooses to have him in an attacking role, which means that the manager then should also then be looking to find someone to cover for him. And the biggest problem is, is that at the moment with a four-four-two, he has no cover. Because yeah. basically when we were playing 4-3-3, a centre midfielder would go in and cover his position. Yeah, yeah moment, we can't, is, is he putting is he if Van Arnold's going to run is he's not going to be able to in a 4 3 it wouldn't be the person in Ezzy's position it would no, be no, more sorry, likely to be Luca I mean. or, or MacArthur or it would be, be one of the other players it would be a centre midfielder that would cover him not a wide player yeah no I mean as if 4 4 2 that's what I'm saying because we're playing Ezzy on the left hand side yeah, we, and, but he, you need Ezzy up there. We need him to link with him. There's no point of him going forward if, we, exactly. if he's got no one to link with. The only problem with that, though, is, is I've, I've noticed it a few games now. Obviously, bombing up and down a wing all game, it obviously it, like it's tiresome. But I've seen so many games where he's gone up there and then he's lost the ball and he's jogging back when they're attacking there. He's attacking, attacking, and he's just jogging, jogging. It's like, You've got to have the same desire to get back as well, like if if you're the one that's lost it. But effectively, in those situations, is that he needs cut other people's recovery. Then, yeah, lose the swing. We we did lose. Saying that we did try the Mitchell and PBA, and like I said, it doesn't work because the defenders expect him to do that. But I did think to myself that might work a couple of times. Put him on the left wing because he's so attacking it. He's good with his feet with the ball. But he, he's, he's not. He doesn't, he doesn't carry the. It's through passing. It's never through him taking two people on and going past them. He doesn't go past them. Oh no, play. he's good with. He likes the one twos. Is the thing. He likes it's, the it's a lot of one twos, and it's a lot of pace from from breaking effectively. And that's why I thought like because with Zaha the problem is, is it, if you're if you're a left back, you know you want to take the left winger when when he's attacking you. If you've got a left. If you're the left back, you've got uh, so if you're the right back and you've got a le- left back bombing at you and a left winger, what are you gonna do? Mm. And that, that's what he does. He effectively creates a lot of overloads because he is yeah. that that attack minded. See, if we played five at the back, it'd be perfect for him. You know, playing five no, at the back. But I don't, I don't, we just don't have the personnel. We don't. I don't think it help. Do that. I don't think it help having five at the back. I think but, it would for him because he's got the cover no, of the third centre back. Yes, but, but at the same time, the attacking is nullified because it's just him on the wing. I know, but you've got obviously the right wing back as well, which could be either Clyde no, 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 or, but, or. But, but that doesn't matter. The, the left, left side, it, what, what he's good at is the left side overlap. <laughs> you're, you're kind of, um, you've got too many attacking players on the left side. If he's not there with, with more than two or three players, who's he linking with? We should link with one of the three centre midfielders or one of the strikers that could help him out. Because I mean, with but that's the point. Though, because you're playing the, then, at that point, four, at that point, one, at that you point, you've got the fullback that can help him out. So you don't have the overload. The point is, is that kind of 
two v one effectively that you're, you're creating with him on that side, yeah, and that's why it's good. And the, the trade off on that is always going to be that you're going to be messed up if, if you get counted on that side. It's always the, the the count. There's no way of not not being bad defensively on that one side if he's going to bump forward. Yeah, I just think just I think we just need a defender that can actually defend though. Like if we're going to get, I mean, you're, you're obviously on the on the, the wants to keep him. Uh, it's well. I think he's on a lot of money as well. He was on another one in Sam and Dice signings that were for a lot of money. But at the same time, I just feel like that. When it comes to going forwards, I don't know. Mm. In all honesty, I think at the moment we've got. If that backup left back that the name escapes me is half decent, then it's worth getting worth saving the money. As far Which as I'm one? concerned, uh, Hannon. Reese Hannon, yeah, the one we got from West Ham. Yeah, so if he's any good, then it, it might be worth doing that. It might be worth worth keeping Ward around because then Ward could be the backup left back. Yeah, effectively, yeah. and then you've got then you save his wages for someone else. And then we, we still need another right back that way. So well, we, no. Because again, if you effectively, if you if you were doing both Ward and Klein, then Ward oh, would yeah, effectively doing, be the yeah. If we're doing both, then yeah, yeah. I do. I think out of the two, we're only going to keep one of them anyway. I, think, I would have thought, and then that'd be probably Ward, depending who's the manager. Because Roy obviously likes his links to former England players with him. So I mean, I suppose it also depends on what Klein thinks. Because he only signed an extra six month deal. The rumours that I've heard is, is that he wanted a longer deal, but Palace weren't so keen. Right, so it must be must be on a, a lot of money. Then I would have thought. And I don't think maybe he's asking too much. No, no, no. It, 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 Palace didn't want to sign the extra years off. They didn't want to commit to it. Right, right, okay, right. Moving forward, then, okay, because James oh, McCarthy, James Carthy. it's a it's a strange one. I'm 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 on the yes and no at the same time because he's not he's another one he's not actually that old no he's only thirty and he's exactly the same player as James MacArthur exactly the same player MacArthur's getting a bit old now but uh, MacArthur is getting old but I I love James MacArthur I think all Palace fans love James MacArthur the sort of unsung hero for Palace since we got up and he it goes so unnoticed with James MacArthur from. A lot, a lot of uh, fans from other clubs, they you know they don't see the work rate he does, but with three a three year age difference, McCarthy, you know, is exactly the same player. He's not though, is he? I don't know. They do play well. He likes a, a tackle more than McCarthy does. Yeah, so I think they are different, they are different <laughs> players. Mark. I wouldn't say they're that similar. I don't I don't he, know, he's they, quite... they play the same. They're, they're battling midfielders, aren't they? They're both battling midfielders. Like sort of defensive minded, but MacArthur does like a go forward. He, he, props up. he, pro- he props up, yeah, he props up a lot for more forward than, than McCarthy. MacArthur does, but he's another one injury prone since we've had him. He's, I mean, we before signed we him had last him. year before and, and before, before we had him, yeah, we signed him last year and. He's done well when he's coming. His minutes last year weren't too bad, so he effectively. 
he played. So if you just take the, the minutes by itself, he played half the league minutes. Oh really? Yeah, okay. last year. this season he's not he, good, but last year he played about half the, half the minutes. Yeah, and he, he didn't start um, till I think was it like end of October, November, maybe end of November with us because the injury was still getting over. Yeah, so he only made um, sixteen starts. Yeah, he made seven starts this season, so it's not like he's horrendous. Hmm. But then he got. James MacArthur, who's near enough ever present, apart from the last few weeks, you know. Yeah, he's not going to be able to compete in that, is he? No, but I, I wonder who who we get in manager wise. Which one would they want to keep, sort of thing? Well, MacArthur still got McCarthy, MacArthur's still got time on his contract, Mark, so he's fine. Oh, is yeah. it? Well, oh, yeah. damn it! It's, a, it's another different list than what I've got then. For God's sake. <laughs> well, have you got every player on, on this running out this no, year? <laughs> no, I'm no. I've only got just the people that was uh, that are running out, and that was it. But we'll see. <laughs> like the, the date, when I looked at the date, the date said it was only done about you know like today, a couple of hours before I got it. So <laughs> I just assumed it was the up to date list. So <sighs> not one of us had got the wrong list. Definitely. Well, McCarthy's not on the list. He's not, not on your list. No, nah, he's, he's not on there at all. He's, he's got another year, at least. Another year still. Right, okay. But McCarthy, though, I don't know. Um, I, I think everyone likes a player that's a battling player that can throw a tackle in when you need to. He's got a decent pass in him. But the injury worries, and you know, you could, we could get a better player in there, I think. you know, Probably a little bit younger, does exactly the same job. I think what I always find and interesting plays is, more minutes. is that um, Celtic, he's been linked with Celtic lows recently. Yeah, so he's, he's been, so I think since we signed him near enough straight away, he was linked to him near enough, wasn't he? What I find quite funny about that is just that of all the players on this list, the only one that gets linked to other places is, is PVA and him. Yeah, that's very true, yeah. Oh, Benteke. Benteke, uh, we topped them last year and well, the start of this season, I was saying, which was a strange one anyway. I think you have a real struggle if it's someone like Tottenham to try and find a bench warmer. That's the thing. Yeah. When you've got such well, a good striker as Kane, Kane <laughs> and you know that Kane. they're quite tight on money, yeah. yeah, it must be quite hard for them to find a bench warmer. Mm. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's only literally three, three clubs and I think PVA might end up, because he's strong links are going back to uh, the uh, Dutch league, isn't it? So yeah. I didn't know he, he actually played really well, before. Though. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, realise that he, he was... I think PSV, wasn't it, I think? No, it's, it's, it's the other one, wasn't it? It was... Oh. Uh, what, Feyenoord? No, it's, it's one of the ones. No, oh, right. <laughs> he wasn't one of the main ones. He's not that other. Uh, oh, Vitness? Vitness? Oh, VT's aren't, aren't them? Or something like that? Yeah. Was this before Chelsea or when he was no, on loan? No, he was a Chelsea youth player. Chelsea youth player. So he's probably on loan from Chelsea. No, 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 he was there for three years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so I think I'll tell you... Take blank from that, but yeah, because he was, yeah, so he was Coventry, that's where he became besties with Clinton Morrison. Yeah. In Newcastle, a little bit of Chelsea, then Leicester City, Wigan, yeah. and then off to the Dutch League for three years, which is really weird because he was, he was getting minutes at the championship level. And then, yeah. Yeah. Chelsea never really, never really um, gave him that opportunity, I suppose, to do, as they do with a lot of youth players, but 
he's he found it elsewhere, obviously, and then got brought back to the Premier League. And then he got brought up by Sunderland. Yeah, and then brought up by Sam and Dice again. <laughs> I think Adam Dice might have been the one that got him to Sunderland, I think. But now uh, I think uh, back to McCarthy. You, you, would you keep him? I don't or let, know him go, let him go to Celtic. I probably would let him go, but just yeah. because I don't know, just get someone else in with better play time. Possibly, I, I don't even think it's just. I feel like as a squad, we've got too many players that are injured too often. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more to do with that side of it rather than actually what. Um, Anything else is, is, is I think we need to try and have, have a sort of clear out with the injury prone lit and then, yeah, get, 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 of, get in some fresh blood sort of thing. We seem to have an injury problem every season at the moment. We seem to have a point where we have like 14 players out injured for a match, yeah. See, I, I do wonder if that's a problem with either our training methods or, or our pitches or. I don't think there, there, must, there must be something there. No, I think yeah. I think it's just that we, we were willing to give players that are injury prone a chance. Mm. So I think some of the players we've we've bought and then they've become injury prone. And some of the players that we've bought knowing they're injury prone. I think McCarthy's one of those that we already knew, he already he was already coming back from quite bad injuries. Wickham yeah. was always injury prone. Yeah, with Wickham, that's the thing. He's on the list as well, and I think uh, he's. Oh, I mean, we all thought he might have got over his injury things, didn't we, when we first got him in? He was playing, playing brilliantly for us, and he's still quite young, relatively young still. You know, 27. Like, he's just been around for years, but he just hasn't... He's got. He's basically like the guy from the film, Unbreakable. You touch him, he breaks. No, yeah. Anyway, it's crazy. And things, when, he, when we did have him in the first slot, I thought... Oh, brilliant! You know, even when he was at Wednesday, if you, well, he, he ended up scoring eight goals in that spell. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not bad considering. Well, that's at least especially how long he was out for. Any uh, just before he went on loan to Wednesday as well, he was out for near enough a season, wasn't he? Yeah, so it's easy. he has managed yeah. to get himself. He's been able to get himself back on the fitness, and he's been on the the um, the bench last couple of games. Which I was yeah. very surprised about because I didn't realise he was still with us. I thought he was already well, alone still. No, so he didn't make the squad. So he didn't make the 25. Oh, right. <laughs> it doesn't bode well when you don't make the 25. <laughs> probably just assumed he was going to be injured till, like, till January anyway, wasn't it? That's that's what probably happened. No, no, I think he was, I, I think they were hoping to get him on loan somewhere. But it just Never find materialised. It. Yeah, I've got a feeling that they couldn't find anyone. Yeah. So he'd be one I think we need to get rid of just even even for himself, really, to get himself trying to, you know, revive his career in the championship somewhere. You know, yeah. if he can get somewhere. Because I do think he's a good player. It's just, we can't keep letting him be on the, you know, the wall table, you know, yeah. the, the doctor's table all the time. The money, you know, probably would be getting. So, we've got uh, Jeff yeah. Slup. Is he on your list? No, boy? he's not... Where are you getting your list from, Mark? <laughs> I think it was like, I don't know. It's, my list is now, I, I, I transferred it all onto my Word document. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so, I, I can't remember which the website was, but it was the first website to come up. <laughs> okay, no, yeah. So, so, the, um, so the next one up is Townsend. So, 
I think we need to keep Townsend. Like, I don't know though. I don't feel like. Well, he's, he's, I think he's. He's with Townsend. The only thing he's really lost is his ability to sprint past the player. He's got the touch. He's got the cross. He's got the sh- well. He's got the shot. You know. I think. I think. Uh, to be honest, I, I, I like Townsend. I think as a player for us, he's brilliant for us. He, you know, run with the ball, like keep hold the ball and pass the ball forward. But it's just I, I like, going round the players is the the lack of. I like him, but I just don't think that the I don't know just. It feels like the last two seasons he's not been. It's been a dip, um, and he, he's, he's not got, been as good as he was before. I think he's our highest assisted this year, if I'm right. Yeah, so he's got like four, four crosses like, in. So he's got four, mm, four, um, four, assists. four assists, sort of thing. Yeah, but I don't think necessarily that that's a reason that you're just to keep him because he's because yeah, he, um, he, he's managed to. He's, he's, he'd be a squad player. He wouldn't. I, I don't think he should be on first team. Like, but as much as he, as he is, but the problem is we haven't got the depth to put anyone else on the wing. So we kind of have to put him in there. But as a squad player, I think he'd be brilliant for us. And you know, he's, he's got the quality still for us. And he, even okay. if it's another two-year contract, just a you know two-year contract, he isn't going to stay past in two years. I would have thought anyway. Oh, I guess he'd be in his thirties by then. So, yeah, I just just feel like the the, the drop off has been so much that that we try and I don't know, not offer him a huge amount of money, and if he goes elsewhere, it goes elsewhere, kind of thing. So you think we offer him a, like uh, a certain amount of terms that he's like maybe half his wage of what he's got in? And if he doesn't want it, then see you later, sort of thing. I think so. I mean, this is the thing with a lot of these players is effectively I think we, you want to. If we're going to renew them, we're going to try and get them to drop their wages a bit. Yeah, I think we need to as well. That's the thing. So that's the problem we've, we've got is how high we was paying wages for for some of these players and their, their contracts have finally come to an end. So we, they haven't proved their kind of worth in the three years or whatever we've given them. You know, but I do think with Townsend, he's, he's kind of proved his worth to us. Um, but he's still going to have to drop the contract where he would have been on anyway. You know, because he's not getting any younger. He's not getting put about as much as he was before. So it'd be a shame if we, it'd be a shame if we did just let him go. I think because him and Wilf do like to seem to play together as well, and we haven't got many other wingers in the club. So as a squad, no, squad base winger, that the things it makes it easier for you just to sign other players if you're not spend, spending money on on his wages. You know. Oh yeah, I know. You, you free up wages, and you've got another spot, and with what. What's going on elsewhere? There might be some good opportunities out there. Yeah, yeah. Which will come to later. Yeah, we'll come to later. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last yeah. one I got on my list is uh, Christian Benteke. Yeah. Yep. Got that one. Which I've, uh, I don't know. Christian Benteke, the last five games, yeah, all, all day long, give him new contracts. Christian Benteke. For, before them five games for the last two years, I, I don't. I still don't know how he got the last contract we gave him, unless well, it was on extremely low terms compared to what he was on before. I'm not sure necessarily. Well, you might just been an extension, but the things with this is that with strikers more than anywhere else, it's so expensive to replace them for the striker as well. Yeah, um, and is this one of the ones where we just push it down? We push it. The can down for another year and 
and just try and get him to renew similar terms or lesser terms. Mm. And then that, that way it's one less person you have to try and find this year. Yeah. And, well, that's the thing. We, we've... The thing is, it's okay. We gave, we gave him terms off on the back of hoping, you know, he'd be given a new contract and, you know... It's rediscover that kind of form we saw in this first season. He won't be that, though. That's the thing. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. He's not going to be the the Benteke from five years ago. It's all about the Benteke now. The Benteke now can hold on to his place at the moment. Mm. He's not necessarily going to be the key player. He's not necessarily going to be the person that will get all the goals, but he's a player that can definitely hold a place in the first team. Yeah, and I think he's going to be. I was going to say, we touched on it on the last podcast. He clearly has uh, thrived off having another striker to kind of push him. With Matata, we, like, we touched on it a little bit last time. and he's, he's clearly upped his game last few games. And I mean, maybe for another year or wages-wise, depending how much you know we're willing to give him. But I do think at the same time, if we get rid of him, we can get someone else in. Um, doing that. That's the thing. Is it's the one position where everyone wants to find the new hit striker. Yeah, everyone's yeah. going for everyone striker. needs a new striker. Yeah, it doesn't matter how good or bad you're doing. Everyone wants a new striker. Yeah, and this is the thing yeah. that because effectively we were trying to strengthen everywhere else, mm. or, or need to, to find position players in every other position almost to replace who's leaving. Yeah. I think this might be the one where you kind of think, actually, you know what, let's try and push it on one more year. And then... Yeah, push it one more year and just keep, keep him in there. Because, I mean, effectively, we're near enough changing a, a first 11's worth of players from the players that are leaving and players we need, we want to get in. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's, and it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It is, but then you look at the minutes that they're playing. Like so, of the players that we're looking at, mm. wait a second, just one, two, three, four, five. Only six of them played more than twenty games last season. Wow, wow. So it's not like the players you're, you're and one of them's already been replaced in Hennessy. Yeah, so it's not like actually, no, I've missed another one actually. So, <laughs> it's, it's, it's seven. It's seven. That, it's seven then. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's seven that played more than twenty games. So. So it's not like the players you're replacing. And technically, you could say we've replaced... Well, if we let Ward go, we've replaced him with Klein if Klein stays. You know? If Klein stays, yeah. Yeah, or we've replaced him with Ferguson. So it, yeah. it's not necessarily like we haven't had... that we necessarily have to replace them all. And the other yeah. thing is, is effectively, is Mitchell replacing his <laughs> PVA. So that's another one where you could say, actually, well, technically, we've got his replacement and his backup is now... Um, another player from the youth academy. Yeah, yeah. Not... He seems quite highly rated the, the backup anyway. So, it'd be nice to see if it actually works out. But he's on the bench. Generally speaking, if you can have the bench, put, <laughs> yeah, if Floyd puts you on the bench, it, it means normally it means he's, he's not worried about using you. Yeah, well, so if Floyd puts you on the bench, you'll be lucky to get some minutes. That's what it normally means. No, but even if you're a first team regular, he has given players. Young players, minutes. He's given babies to more players than anyone else in the in, um, while we've been in while we've been Premier League. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, the thing is, this summer 
it's probably obvious today either way and it's it's gonna be a substantial rebuilding project either way. So it'd be, it'd be good yeah, to so see. The, come I think back one of the problems <laughs> Yeah, we'll come back for the next bit. But, <laughs> yeah. So if we take a short break and uh we'll come back for the next part in a second. Talk. Yeah. Uh, Okay, welcome back to the for the love of Palace. Uh, this is the next part, and it's the choice of managers, Palace managers, and just about managers in general. Yeah, manager chat. Manager chat. Hey, who do you want to start with then? Um, right, so let's just start with, with Palace in general. So he's been around now for uh, was it eleven years? The, the uh, eleven been... years, I think. Yeah, CPSC twenty ten. So yeah, eleven years now. So there's been nine permanent managers. Yeah. Only three have lasted more than a year. Right. Um, That'd be uh, Hodgson, Hodgie and uh, Dougie. Yep, there you go. And then um, and the, the times when they've they've had an opportunity to hire someone at the start of the season it's been Burley and De Boer. Right. Which yeah. effectively, effectively means that they've had a, a chance for a clean slate that they have chosen to try to, their own way. Try and, yeah, change things. Try, and, try and change the style because Harris yeah. has been keen on, on trying to change the style. I but think the problem is, Palace, he's always Palace, had to hire firefighters to, to make sure we don't go down. Yeah, yeah. But with Palace, uh, I think in general, throughout the, the years, Palace have always been known to use wingers and to change the whole philosophy of the club by getting in certain managers, it's, it's a big ask. And De Boer tried it. He was obviously the most recent one with De Boer. He tried it. Tried to do the, the kind of five at the back. Bought in Jairo Riederwald. Put him at centre-back. Who is never, he's never a centre-back. It just didn't work. Well, except for the first time of De Boer in the Netherlands. <laughs> well, he's, he was playing... When we bought him, though, he was playing as a defensive midfielder. Just Only for his, um, his replacement, De Boer's replacement in the Netherlands. So oh, before he he was playing as centre back under De Boer when De Boer was his manager at Ajax. He would have been only what eighteen or something at the time. I would have thought. Yeah, like it's, it's pretty young, yeah. But they're, they're yeah. all pretty young there. Remember? Yeah. Like <laughs> for, for Ajax, if you're over twenty three, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's very true. We should uh, be nice to have a youth academy like that. So, I can't. <laughs> So we've got a lot of good players that come through it, but they never keep of it, keep hold of anyone. That's true, but they must make a killing though. They do get rid of a lot of players at the same time, and then get out, get in the next lot. But let's get back on track. <laughs> we'll get away from going through Right, so start off with, you, with your favourite. Who's your favourite? Who who do you want? Well, that since we've uh, been in the Premier League or under uh, under CPFC. Who's your favourite? As in, like the person you want to take want over. To succeed, Roy, because a lot of people must know by now. I'm not a massive fan of Roy, so you know. And we get like constantly commentators telling us that his contracts up in the summer. So I've been thinking about it for a while, and to be honest, there's only two clear choices I think that are possible, likely that might get it, and that's anyhow possibly. Even though I'm not sure if I want him there mainly for the reason he turned us down before to go join Burnley. And it kind of, that kind of pissed me off a bit then. But then, Sean Dyche is the other one. 
But the problem is with Sean Dyche compensation, we'd have to pay a decent sum probably from for him unless his contract's up as well. I'm not sure. Well, let's, let's start with, with Eddie House. So effectively, so he well, for for a long time effectively, and and he did get them up the divisions, or they yeah. had a lot of money to get them out of the championship. They bought their way up the, up, up the table, basically up the leagues, which not a lot of people say. That no, well, I'm, I'm not sure that's necessarily fair for some of the leagues. Well, he's definitely fair for the championship. I'm not sure oh. it's so fair for when they were. I'm not sure when the um, when the takeover happened was in League One. I think it was. Yeah. They got all the money here. But yeah, anyhow, like I mean, he plays that attractive football we all want. That's why I want it. <laughs> but well, it's the thing. Like it worked for it worked for Bournemouth for what, three years, four years. Was it? It's, it's so much money, and the thing of it is, they, yeah, he would be one of one. He would be one of the managers coming that would need to have a blank checkbook. I think to have that style of play, which we're in the best position right now to have that. Since we need to get a whole new team in anyway, so. The players we've got at the moment are not necessarily the players that he would need, you know? Mm. Yeah. And if it, uh, this is kind of where I'm like kind of leaning towards having someone like Sean Dyche because he's stable, kind of. Like, he's, 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 what he's done at Burnley has been fantastic. Like, defensive wise, they're a solid unit and they do have the opportunity to go forward. And, uh, like we, I mean, if he's, so if he will take over his rigid four four two. He loves effectively. So the style of play will be very similar. Yeah, and effectively it would be. He does a bit more, more of like the, the centre backs and stuff. But he is going to be a very similar kind of style of play. But also, I think with him, it, Burnley recently had the takeover, and a big part of that takeover was him. Yeah, the, the new ownership like him. Yeah, so I think they're going to try everything they can do to get him to to, to stay. Effectively, I think he's, yeah, he he was the big selling point point to them because effectively what they're trying to do is almost that like the football club is advertising for their scouting system. Yeah, yeah. they've got and their scouting system is more for grassroots level rather than necessarily. I think it's a thing where you record yourself doing drills. And then yeah. you can compare your stats to, to other people, and then people can see, oh, this player can do this, this, and this, and he's available in this area. Yeah. Kind of yeah. thing. I mean, the idea is they might be able to try and find people through that for their reserves and youth team. Yeah. I think that effectively he would be a good person to to, to stay there, to be their kind of solid pair, pair of hands to keep the team in the Premier League to keep the advertising to keep well they know what they're going to get from him they know what they're going to get from him as well don't they that's the thing like yeah. there's, a re- there's a reason Burnley's been up for so long and the way they play it's been having that solid foundation of a good back line and not really buying a lot like he's done it on shoestring budget absolutely the thing is, part of the reason they can do that is because it's the unattractive style of buying because Players that are very good at that style of play are cheaper. Are cheaper, yeah, yeah. By design, yeah. the idea of, of trying to, to go over to Eddie Howe's style of play is the centre backs are so expensive to, to try and find. Yeah, I mean, his, his main player was Aki, wasn't it? Effectively, how much did he go to Man City for? I think it was like forty million or something in the end for yeah. But I don't, I don't think they paid. They, 
uh, not well, say I don't think they paid, but I think they paid a decent sum for him in the first place anyway, wasn't it? Like saying on probably up close to 20 million for him in the first place, I think, but they sold him for double profits, which is well, it's always a good plus, that isn't it? So, that's what I mean, though. You're gonna be investing how much we don't spend on a striker. Well, this is the thing because, like, obviously, having them two is sort of my first choice. Is it's, it's two different styles of play altogether, which and, uh, and that's the thing. I'll have a, we have a get Eddie Howe, spend a lot of money, we'll get Sean Dyche, spend it on his conversation, and then well, let him go for players he wants to actually that, get. That, that horrendous, Mark. We... Well, it depends what these new owners have uh, actually said to him I suppose and maybe they gave him a new contract who knows I don't know what's gone on but if that if he was the big pull for them then I'm assuming they, they've said something to try and keep him there you know but there's obviously there's a few others obviously now with Chris Wilder left Sheffield United I'm kind of in two minds whether he would be the next kind of one because his win percentage just in as a manager is very high like for like all, he's, all he's the clubs he's ever been up, a lot of it going up the leagues rather going than up leagues and, yeah with teams he's taken up a lot. And obviously last year at uh, Sheffield United, how well they was playing last year, brilliant. And this year, just that second season of syndrome, I, I'm, I guess that you know it's, it's it's really kicked them this year. But last year they was brilliant. From my point of view, it just reminds me of of, of George Burley, really. Yeah, that, that he had that amazing season with Ipswich. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they were sort of ridiculous, and then the next year it all went to all complete pole. Yeah. While they're yeah. also then playing in Europe at the same time. Yeah, that's always what it was. It was the same with uh, Sean Dyche when he got Burnley into Europe. It's kind of one of the things. It's the dream for a lot of clubs, and the dream for a lot of clubs like, say, like Palace and the Burnleys and West Ham's to get into Europe, but you're not ready for it. I think that's the problem. We're not. You haven't got the foundation for a European campaign as no, well as a Premier League campaign. It doesn't matter. You can just enjoy for what it is. It's, it's a one-off. It's a season of messing about. Yeah, but you want to make sure your your Premier League status is there. And Burnley nearly got relegated. In that year, and after the fantastic year they had the time before, and that's where, you, like, we, as, a, as a Palace fan, it's the worst thing I think that could happen. No, we'll, we'll, I still get relegated at some point, and it's just a fact, it's just that it will happen. <laughs> no, well, it's true, though, isn't it? Effectively, it's going to happen that at one point in time we'll have a bad season, and that will be it, we'll get relegated. It's just a matter of time. It's it, it's going to be either two years, three years, five years. It, it, it will happen. I just hope it doesn't. That's the thing. Fingers crossed, doesn't. Clubs that have gone down the last like, 10, 15 years. There's been years. some big clubs. There's been some big clubs that have gone up and down the leagues. And well, this is. Just, I mean, just, just they, like Villa. Villa's a much bigger club. Newcastle, a much bigger club. Even West Ham have had a. A spell in the championship. Yeah, look at West Ham now, though, as well. That's the thing. West Ham now, like you watch them play, and it just they just do the kind of the business on the field this season. Like last year, there was rubbish. This year, they've brought in a couple of good players from 
I think something something like um like the Czech Republic or something like that, and you know, Sue Czech and Sue Fowl. And they've been like absolutely solid with both of them now this season. That's all it takes is a couple of players. Well, a couple of players and they have a very expensive squad. Like they've been spending like they're going out of like they have spent a lot of money West Ham in the last couple of years. They have been one of the big spenders. Mm. Well, it's the same with Aston Villa this year. Like Aston Villa spent upwards of what sixty, seventy million this year on players. Like it's not it's sustainable. Yeah, it's worked out well for them. It's, but it's worked out they well can't for them do now. the same next year. So they won't probably be able to do the same next year. Not about and, same players. I think that's going to be the same with a lot of these clubs are really pushing themselves. Yeah, and we'll come to, to the, that in the next part actually. Yeah, we'll come to the transfers. <laughs> <laughs> He's not, yeah. I think so, also, though, but also with obviously the manager talk is who we want next in. If I think the big pull is having whoever we get is if Zaha's there as well. I think it could be a big pull of who we have. Because obviously everyone wants to work with Wilf. Like there's no doubt they is our main prospect or not prospect, our main, our top guy. You know, in our team. And whoever we get in next needs to be ready to either have to fight off competitors like from well, I've heard talks of AC Milan and in the last the last week or so, or or actually sit down with him and say, I want you to do this, this, this and all that. And I yeah. think that's who we need now. And I think the best way we'll probably want to play under would be Eddie Howe for that kind of you know, to give him more freedom to do that kind of, you know, bit more play at his feet and let him run a bit more with the ball than... Well, he's quite as close to his attack. Mm. He's, he's completely changed his game this season as well, hasn't he? So. Yeah, but I thought it's just... Generally, I thought that Eddie Howe was quite structured with his wingers and with what he was expecting them to do. So I'm not sure he would necessarily get the... Or the best out of him. No, 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 the best. I just mean, I'm not sure... So saying that you'd have freedom and think I'm not, I don't <laughs> mm. so you'd rather you'd rather say to him stay in that position and I don't know I don't know what he would do to be honest but I'm just, just saying that I'm not I'm sure thinking like that... Callum Wilson how Callum Wilson played if he wanted him as a striker I mean Wilson was like he plays up and down the pitch but he's a real striker though isn't he like, that's the thing so hard, not yeah. As... He, yeah he's, he's actually person. more complete striker than Wilf is yeah but also Wilf is more of a, of a player that, that would roam. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the free run uh, kind of position, yeah. Yeah, and he'll, he'll end up doing things that you wouldn't necessarily plan for. Yeah, yeah. So this is very, like, my list of the managers of uh, possibility of other things. Like I've written down, obviously, the list of who we it would be nice to get. And obviously, I put Scott Parker in there as well. Because if Fulham go down... In the way Fulham played this year. So you want him if he doesn't succeed? Well, this is the problem, though, because we've got a better... We've got, I would say we've got a better team than Fulham anyway, on paper. But Fulham even, though spent, half, even though half Fulham gone. so much. But Fulham, most of their team, I think they've got five loanies. They're not even from... like They, they bought them. They're, I think for half their squad, or their, their first-team squad, as they put out, from loans. So they've spent a lot of money on loan fees rather than buying the players in yeah, but that's just because of how part of that is the the kind of 
odd situation that we're in currently and kind of a knock on from COVID effectively is it's better to be getting these loan deals done because you're paying less cash. We're spending less cash on them effectively because you haven't got as much cash as you normally would. Yeah. And then the second thing is you don't know, the future doesn't look that bright. So you don't want to be tied in with all these premiership wages if you're not going to be in the premiership next season. Yeah, of course. And the thing is though, but he's finally gotten to the point of like after January of actually playing together and they play really good football for them. And they've been unlucky in a couple of their games this season, but you watch them play and they do play brilliant football. So I just think so it'd be nice to have him I mean, as an option there, possibly. But and the thing that would worry me is that the, the year before in the championship, there was quite a lot of harsh criticism about him. And one of the things that they, they, they were talking about a lot was that the um, that he would keep the ball, he, that his team would keep the ball for the sake of keeping the ball, and then never really create anything. Right, and it would be that they would win because the other team would wouldn't have much of the ball and then they would fluke it at one attack and, and get the one nil. Yeah. Right. Kind okay. of thing, rather than necessarily it's almost like the way we're playing at the moment anyway. Well, no, no, the opposite. It's it's like how Brighton's playing and it, oh, it, he might not like... Well no, not 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 in terms of creating chances, but just you suffocate them by not giving them the ball. Now you right. can't really do that in the Premier League. I mean that's what they're doing this season. Well, but what I'm saying is I don't know, I just so I didn't watch enough of Fulham uh, last year to, get, to kind of comment on how they was playing, to be honest. I just see from this year, from what they've got, but they've obviously up their squad this year anyway, but they've, they've gotten a lot of much better players than what they had in the Championship anyway, haven't they? So I just thought the way they play, I thought I might put them in there just to throw kind of a random one up there, you know. And it well, well, he, he, does, he, does, he does kind of... Um... Match a lot of this kind of criteria that that, that Parish normally looks that for. Parish he is, wants for, yeah. He is kind of English, and he would be looking to try and change the style of play. So it's not necessarily that he's, yeah, he's not someone that we should be looking at. What about obscure kind of managers like that? I, I just see. I was thinking about this uh, this morning. I was thinking the managers that are out there, like someone that Parish likes, Parish knows. Does a lot of the transfer dealings, and I was thinking to myself, is he possibly setting up a Dougie Freeman kind of managerial chance again for the future? I don't think Freeman's skill set is managing. But that's what I'm saying. Is he trying to shape him for the future? No, I think that he's quite happy in in the position that he's got because effectively, if you listen to kind of what interviews and people people talk about Freeman. Often one of the, I think one that he did a really good interview with, um, I think they're called Back of the Nest now. Yeah. Uh, where he was going through what happened with um, him and and Delaney, effectively how he, he managed to sign Delaney. Right. And it's, it's a really good story. It's, it's just basically, it was this kind of, um, yeah, so, so Delaney was, was flying from London back to Ireland and he was just going to retire. Yeah. He had enough. He, working treated him pretty Badly, yeah. To the point where I think Roy Keane even apologised about it in his book. About oh, really? <laughs> well, Roy Keane apologising is a shock for everyone, I think. <laughs> yeah, like he, yeah, he wasn't. Let's just say that both of them didn't get on effectively, and yeah. uh, so he just wants to give up a football. He, he he was just just wanted a break from it all. 
And Freeman, he's a free agent. I think he just got released. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was a uh, release from Ipswich, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, so it's Ipswich. I remember rightly. Yeah. So they've just um, tore up his contract, and effectively he was then about to fly out to Ireland and try and knock it on the head for now. And Freeman then said, oh, Come meet me. We'll, we'll, we'll have a chat we'll, sort of thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a chat. And then that then came, Oh, well, we're not far away from the train ground. Do you want to, do you want to have a look? <laughs> just have a quick nose around. <laughs> yeah, and then, oh, oh, it's some training kit. Do you want to try? Do you want to just, just have a little workout. It's fine. So you've got a gift of the gaff, to, gift of the gaff, as they say, to something I mean, to. By the end of the day, I think you were signed. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of the, the thing it, it, that he is. Yeah, he yeah. is a person that I I think would be a person that would be good at signing players. Well, if you look at the players getting... he, he did brought in. He did bring in while he yeah. was manager, like the Jedmax, the Balassies, you know, the Delaney's. Like just then, a, our, our core group of getting up into the Premiership, you know, was the players he brought in. While he was working with Parrish, I mean, it's worth adding that the Parrish was involved in all of that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't going right. This is why I think maybe, <laughs> maybe Parrish is kind of trying no, to mould him into becoming manager, or he's, he's quite happy as uh, I, I, football. I, I think he's quite happy in the director of football. I can't speak for him, but I think. Just speaking, the small job security, he's not moving around. Yeah. There's a lot of pros to be in that. I think if you wanted to be a manager, he would be a manager. Yeah. Because yeah. he's got a very good skill set on one of the things he has done, what he did at Forest and what he did at Bolton, was he got rid of the wage bill and kept them in the divisions while he did it. Yeah. Yeah. That he kind of cleared out all the dead wood, kind of stayed there, made sure that it was still around. And then when they had the money to, to go on, they then got rid of him. Yeah, yeah. When they finally got the tons back up, sort of thing. So with mm. um, Forrest, he was under transfer ban. I think the whole time he was there. Yeah, I think. And Bolton definitely because that's when they was in their administrative years. I think was it or was oh, it no, just after they come out of it? They told him he had money. Apparently. Oh really? Oh wow. Yeah, because they just came out of the Premiership. They were one year away from the Premiership. Oh right. Okay. So what? What about your thoughts of any other? Any other managers you thought of that possibly either we may go for, or you would like to see any obscure ones or anything? So I think the one that the one I'm curious about is, is Gerard actually. Oh, just one league at Rangers. Yeah, so I don't think it's likely. It's worth, it might be worth just sending out a feeler just to see if you can have an interview. S- see if yeah, to see how well he interviews or something maybe. Yeah, well, well it's more whether or not he wants to. <laughs> He might want well, to stay I mean, there, stay there for a little while, and win a couple more cups. Essentially, yeah. he's the one that, that, that has managed to, to break the iron grip of, of Celtic up there. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's been there uh, what, a good three years or something now. Got him, got him up the league and stuff. Obviously, with a lot of money at the same time. So, you know, he's he's not got there. You know, uh, the easy way. No, sorry, he hasn't got there sort of the hard way by getting players in that with, with a budget, but. I mean, like you said, they've toppled Celtic from the throne and uh, they're still in Europe. They're playing, you know, in Europa League. The thing that makes me maybe a bit bit nervous about him is that he doesn't, he doesn't play... The vast majority of the games that Rangers play, they get playing against teams that are worse than them. Yeah. I mean, this is the problem we had with De Boer, effectively, where 
the ball was very good at um, playing against teams that were worse than, than his team. And effectively, if you look at his record in Europe for Onyx, it was very poor. Right. They would just go out in the group stage of, of, of tournaments quite a bit. They wouldn't they wouldn't push on and have a cup run in Europe. Yeah, right. And that, and effectively with Palace, it's the same thing where effectively he's he's got to play against teams that are better than him or as good as him more than he'd play against teams that are worse than him. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that makes me a bit nervous about as much as I'd like to, to see him come through because he's done a good job at Rangers, it makes me nervous because it's a different type of job where effectively, more often than not, at Palace, you'll be playing against teams better than you. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, I think it's the he, opposite. If he, if he has stayed another couple of years, and obviously with Liverpool's troubles at the moment and Jürgen Klopp not being happy and stuff like that, you'd think to yourself, in the next couple of years, they might even go for someone like Gerard. But I do think to myself that he needs to probably go to a championship team or, you know, a newly promoted premiership team if they're struggling just to see how well he can do. Because how well well he's done at Rangers, if he stays there a couple more years, wins more trophies, wins the league and keeps Celtic at bay, then clearly he's got something He's he's already done that effectively because the thing is, is that... We've I think it's only one Champions League spot in the Scottish Premiership. So effectively they're gonna have so much more money than, than Celtic. Celtic are gonna be in dire straits now because effectively yeah. they're used to having Champions League football, they're used to having that they're money. Used to the money coming in, yeah. So they they've got to change their budget now, I think. Right. Because okay. there won't be another Champions League one next year. It will be Europa League and the Europa League money is a lot less. A lot less compared to Champions League, of course, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, because like, obviously, see, it's the thing, people like, like, our, like our friends now, Chelsea fans, they've been saying, oh, you should go for Lampard, go for Lampard. It's like, he's not done anything. He's like, had a very good Chelsea team and not one, done much. One thing you can say about him that might be a good thing is that he has played with a lot so he has managed a lot of young players and done well with young players and if, yeah. if our aim is to use young players he, a very young team, he, he would be a very good manager for, for a very young team in terms of what he's done previously the problem with it is is that he hasn't got a huge amount of experience and he hasn't mm. it's still a bit of an unknown entity in the same way that Gerard yeah. is so I can't necessarily yeah. say you know what he's going to be horrible he's going to be this he's, but he the one pro point I would put in there is that he, he has worked with a lot of young players. The other issue that he has got, though, apparently a lot of... He fell out with some of the management at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. We always get a loan player from Chelsea, so I'm not sure necessarily that means... <laughs> <laughs> they will no, no longer be able to get a loan player from Chelsea. That kill us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. So who, who knows, really? I mean... Gerard might, if he, like I said, if Gerard does carry on how he is and keeps, you know, winning different trophies, I mean, if, especially if he wins the Europa Cup, the uh, Europa League, even. He won't be there, though. That's out of the, the, the complete out the kind of thing. I mean, yeah. they're, they're 1 1 at the moment, aren't they? I think he's going into the quarter. Yeah, but he's. Whatever, but... The, the team that he's played, because I've, I've, looked, I've looked at that. He's not actually. Is it played... Dinamo Zagreb, was it? Or, or is that. So the, the big team that they played was Benfica in the group stage and both of those games were draws. So they drew yeah. two all, drew three all. 
So the other next biggest team that he's probably beaten, I guess, would you say Galatasaray or would you say... Um, Galatasaray, yeah, I mean... Prozan, Royal Antwerp, it's not like he, he, they've had... A, built, yeah, big, big team sort of thing. That's, that's what I was kind of trying to say earlier. That he's not been playing the, the big teams in that, that in that run. So it's hard yeah. to judge whether or not how he would do with the big teams. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I'm... But he's, he's the one of the ones that I think is the unknown kind of thing. And, you know, it, it could work out. It could work out like another DeBoer situation and we don't want that again. That's the thing. Uh, anyone else, uh, manager-wise? Manager-wise? Um, that's something else we could really chat about. Um... No, it was really oh. have a, have another break and then... Uh... One Get one person that, that everyone on Twitter loves the idea of, of bringing in though is um is Mal. Oh well, yeah, he's doing well. Uh, Bristol was now. I think Bristol. Oh, uh, it's Barnsley. 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 That's it. Barnsley. Yeah. yeah who, who I, have... I knew it's a red a team wearing red. I think yeah. it was. Though. And he's got a lot of young players there, and I'm, it is ridiculous how well he's doing with that team. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, nine wins in ten or something. Yeah, and it's just they're not a good team. Yeah. And the, the one of the the richest of one of the thing, divisions where everyone just chucks money at things constantly, yeah. and they haven't. Mm. But would he come back to Palace after his disaster spell when we signed him? Well, I don't know necessarily. He's got good or bad feelings about Palace. I don't mean there's much either way. This is the weird thing about it, isn't it? It's not necessarily good feelings, not necessarily bad feelings. It's not like. The only person that's still here from his time here is Freeman. Like none of the yeah. ownerships here. No, no one's here at all. I think. I think all the fans. You know, the director's there, isn't it? Um, oh, what's his face? Was it Byfield? What, what, that was still there when he was with us in '98. Yeah. No. Yeah. The oh, director. Oh, Terry By Terry Byfield. Just about. Yeah. He's yeah, still... yeah. Yeah. He put. Yeah. He would have been around then as well. Yeah. He'd been there about 30 years, so probably more than that. But again, I don't, I'm not sure necessarily he had more than a conversation with him. I, I yeah, I doubt he had any interaction with him, probably apart from maybe on match days or something, and that was it. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, yeah, I don't know who he's managed before uh, Barnsley, to be honest. So I couldn't even say if he's Popped done around, well, he's all been. over the place. So, he's kind of done a lot of stuff in Germany, but okay. never really kind of more caretaker jobs than. Just lucky that when he left Palace, he did a lot better in Germany and somehow got Bayern Munich. Well, yeah, he was a, I think he was a good player, just he wasn't ready for the level that was at. Yeah. Well, no, generally, I mean, I think it was... Cause he didn't go from Palace straight to um, Bayern Munich. He, he did he play for a lot of clubs in between. Right, yeah. So that's true. He kind of then got himself to the point where he was good enough for that level. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no way... The thing is, he was going to get better at Palace to that level, Palace either way. Because no, he could have done. He was just, just I don't know what happened. I feel the things with it, and a lot of them said that he wasn't physical enough for that position. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's another one that he, he's, he's kind of got to prove himself, I suppose. I mean, if he's proven himself well at Barnsley at the moment, and I think the thing is, he's doing is quite it, well at the moment as well. So it kind of reminds me with. Um, a, bit, a little bit of like when Dowie took over at Palace. Yeah. He had that really good run. And 
and then bounce back ability kind of stuff. <laughs> and also, he had that really one really good run that got got us promote, promoted, and it could be the same here. Effectively, he's 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 having this really good run. I mean, yeah, it might just come crashing down at some point, or it might just carry on. I mean, yeah. if he's getting in, I'm assuming they're they're by the playoffs at the moment now. Then, yeah, kind of like the last playoff spots, so they might not even qualify because. But even if he, even if they finish like seven or so, a club like That's Barnsley, quite a lot for Barnsley, yeah, that that, that is a, a very good finish because normally, yeah. like last year, they they only just stayed up, right? Okay, yeah. And I think when he took over them, they were like twentieth. It wasn't like he, they were doing well either, right? So they changed something then somewhere, and it's That's obviously really the, man, the manager's a big one, yeah. Okay, so uh, should we take a break and then we get back into yeah. the, the third and final part of it, the transfer strategy talk? I feel like I'm happy. Like, okay, <laughs> you enjoy yourself. <laughs> see you in a second. Okay, welcome back. Time to talk transfer strategy. So I was thinking, um, I'll read off a few lists of names I've heard we've been linked with or talks are going with it's probably a lot of you know paper talk but we must have heard a good 10 or so players we've been linked with in the last couple of months I think most probably like most recently I should say most uh, kind of uh, common one I keep hearing is the one about Conor Gallagher from uh, Chelsea okay yeah well um <laughs> So like, I think like he's, he's done quite well at West Brom this year, and seems like he's a uh, you know he's made like twenty five appearances for him this year. He's a uh, mainstay in their team at the moment, and uh, sort of attacking attacking midfielder, which uh, in the middle of a part which we kind of are lacking. I mean, before, before yeah. I've heard of, I've heard it could be as little as like nine million pound, and he's only twenty years well, old, so. The, the thing you've got to remember with this is that Chelsea's business model survives on them selling players each year because they haven't got anywhere near the ground that anyone else, the, the kind of the competitors have got. Yeah, like Stamford Bridge is much smaller and doesn't bring in anywhere near as much money as kind of Tottenham's, Arsenal's, Man United's, Man City stadiums. Of course, yeah. So, so the way that they need to top up for their earnings is via the transfer market. And the problem we've got, well, the problem that, that all selling clubs have got at the moment is there's not. All the leagues are messed up effectively. So, you, so I mentioned earlier about the French league. Mm. So, league mm. at the moment, the their deal were domestic. They had a massive domestic um, TV deal yeah. that they had, and it collapsed when the, the company that took on the their thing just didn't get the subscribers they needed. Well, that's, a, that's big money. A lot of lot of uh, teams nowadays run on. Well, say run, but a lot of their money yeah, is, is from the TV, isn't it? So well, you're not getting any gate receipts at the moment. Yeah, so it's quite literally. That's the only way they get money. TV. Yeah, yeah. So they've, they've had to now go back to the channel who did it before, and they're only giving them a much smaller deal. So yeah. they put out, they put their, their deals out for tender, and no one met, met the the um what they wanted reserve reserve price. <laughs> Excuse me. So, so, I mean, and even well, this is the thing because I mean, how, how much money say the Premier League get from Sky, BT, 
whoever else they send it around the world to and stuff. It's, it's so much money, so much money. Like, and if if obviously they they they, they can only get the deal for Canal, Canal's not going to be saying, "Oh, here we go." This you're they're basically the last chance that they've got to make any money that year. So they would take as much money as they offered. There was a lot of um. When they got a better deal, I think there was a lot of bad blood between them and 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 the, the, the TV. Right. It's, it's, I don't think that, that, that they kind of. I, yeah, I don't think they're in a good state, effectively in the French league. Well, that, could, that got, could be a good thing then, because uh, there's a player that I like. That I mean, I would love to get, but I'm pretty sure so would. Um, a lot of teams around the world. He, play, he plays for Rennes. This uh, Eduardo Camavinga is 18 year old a defence midfielder and he's already played 70 games for Rennes and I've watched him play probably about after the last two years probably about 10, 10 to you know 15 games I've seen, I've seen Rennes play like just on BT and he's he's a standout player every time he's he's about he's got to be at least 6 foot 1 6 foot 2 as well he's defensive midfielder but he can play with the ball at his feet and likes to go forward well you just Okay, but like we've you just if, named the, the hottest wonder kid on Football Manager. Well, I was going to say he's every, team, every team wants. But you know, if if they're in a Why bit of finance, well, 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 this is the thing. This is what I was saying. Like, if you, if they're in a bit of trouble with money, yes, and then, then you can get a nice deal to a big Premiership club. But this is going thing, to no, no, this is just one of the he's players. In the national team. I was in out. I didn't know he got picked for the national <laughs> team just yet. Fair enough, but. I was thinking that I'd love to get him. Like, well, put in a cheeky little bid. Six months ago. <laughs> well, I was thinking, put in a cheeky little bid. And if, if um, France are in a bit of a, like for the French league, it's a bit of trouble. I, Mark, I, I think we should go to Hangerland. I don't know like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but imagine, <laughs> just put in a little cheeky bid, you know, maybe, you know. Don't put a cheeky bid in for, for someone that is considered. Uh, one of the top three well, talents top. in the world at the moment. Well, this is the thing. He's, he's in one of the you know, top youngsters in the world of football, which, you know. But, you know, why not? Plays for a team like on the quality of Rennes who, you know, you never, you never know. It's like normal week being in for Messi. I mean... <laughs> not quite. <laughs> not quite. We're not on the same stage. Well, no, but this is... That's the thing that this, this, that was all, that was uh, one of the players I thought that you know love to sign, but you know it's just yeah, but, uh, I can't see us happening. But it would be nice to us to just go in just for a bit of a laugh, just to see you know dip your toe in the water, see what happens. You can ask his agent whether or not he'd want to sign sign a contract for us and find out now he, he's holding out for Barcelona. <laughs> you never know, though. You never know. You got to try. You know. See what happens. It, it reminds me of who put in a for Rooney before it was Man United. It was in Newcastle. Oh, I've no clue. Before before he signed for Man United, Clarence Ferguson said he would he would have kept Rooney at, at Everton for another year or two. But he had to move in because Newcastle were moving in. Was that? Oh, really? No. Oh, yeah, sure. so that's sure one that one. We would be the Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> in all that, that we would be the person who gets the big team to put their bid in. <laughs> It's a big no. Like obviously, you know, we we're gonna have a lot of players out of contract this season, and we've got quite an aging squad. So I was thinking, youngster wise, starts off quite well. <laughs> but I don't. That's the thing. I didn't think we would ever probably get him anyway. But just to see 
you know, just to you know test the waters, just to see what happens. It'd be nice to just like just just to go in for him, you know. Just going for for the the hottest hot youngster around. Yeah, <laughs> that isn't Mbappe, and that isn't Haaland, that isn't you know Sancho. He might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Like none of those players ended up playing for for a bottom half Premiership team. Uh, they didn't get a chance. That's why. <laughs> Palace didn't go after him. <laughs> yeah. But it, uh, no, obviously, obviously, players that I think we could get though. You know, I've got, I've, there's talks of us uh, that we've been watching that. Uh, you know, the the guy that's on loan at Liverpool, that Kabak, the centre back. Apparently, we, okay. we was watching him before he went to Liverpool, and if if Liverpool don't exercise their options to buy, it could be we could be actually going for him for him for his, like under twenty million pound. And I think as a young centre back, because I think he's twenty years old, twenty one maybe. Okay. And we need centre backs, and from what I've seen, he looks like a decent player. You know, he's he's still a bit rough around the edges and stuff, but. If we keep Cahill... So you think that we're going to spend around £20 million on a centre-back? I think we need to spend on someone. That's the thing. We need to spend some money and £20 million on a young young centre-back is a pretty good good chance. And he would already, at this point, well, have no, premiership well, experience already, well. So when the um, Supporters Trust had a meeting recently, they've already stated that they're going to be spending significant money this summer. That we are, so, we are spending... No, we're not. We're, we're not, not We're not... Yeah, so I think wow. the idea of spending twenty million pounds on one player when we need about ten is not going to happen. Not happen no. Wow. Okay. Then this is the thing. Then it's going to be a lot of freebies. Then all, all we do. No. I, I, <laughs> well, no, because we've got one. So one of the things that, that you can look at is the um, is effectively is the other markets because as I said that the. Um, a lot of the clubs around the world at the moment aren't doing particularly well. So, so the market is going to be depressed. Yeah. The value on players is going to be much less than it was six months ago, yeah. a year ago. So while we'll be in trouble, we're not going to be in as much trouble as other teams. Yeah. We'll be getting players' wages off of our wages bill. Our wage bill so will be significantly lower. Definitely. Than it was a year ago. Yeah. And effectively, what we've got to then to do is look at bringing players. I think, to be honest, the other thing that's happened is Brexit's happened and effectively it's changed the work permit rules. Yeah. And it means now, I've written an article about it recently, well, actually about, about a month ago. One of the things that it means is that that effectively they we can now target players from South, South America. Right. It's possible now to sign players from before, like, if you found a hot Colombian player that, were, that was lighting it up over there, yeah. chances are you wouldn't be able to get the work permit because he would need to be playing 60% of the matches for uh, up like 60% out of Venere there, by the yeah. way. But yeah, he has to be playing a certain amount of matches for the national team, but everyone in the national team plays in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not, not likely to get, in, get that work permit straight through, are you? No, it's not going to happen. It's, yeah. it's not worth looking at. Yeah. So... And so under this new system, effectively, it'll become quite probable you can get the work permit, effectively. Because the way that... Before, sort of thing. Yeah, so the, what they do is they split it out by... as a points-based system, and they split it out by 
uh, a whole lot of different criteria. It's like things like how good you, your league you're playing in, yeah, where your team finishes in that league, what continental competition your your, your team's playing in, right, where they finish in that, and which is uh, and then your minutes. So if you're playing a certain amount number of minutes in this competition, you get paid this. You'll, you'll get so many points if you. And the big thing for the South American teams is the capital as well as their equivalent of Champions League gets the same rating as the Champions League. Right, right. So it means you're, it's quite be a lot easier to buy a sign players from, from South America and effectively you're then now going to be competing with the other Premier League teams to find so the best players, the best players in, in South America. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. this is the thing that we've got a lot of the uh, uh, youngsters coming over from say say Brazil, like we've had problems before. I think is it Watford? They they've got that Brazilian player, and it's taken them two years of him being out alone somewhere for him to finally get the work permit and for him to this season yeah. be finally with them. But he's been like a product of that club for the last two years, you know, but not been anywhere near. Yeah, because you, you can't. Yeah, well, because effectively. There were the old rules were based on internationals. Mainly, you could get a couple of exceptions. So I think they got like McAllister at Brighton got an exception yeah. from it because he was deemed to be an exceptional young player. Yeah, I think was he also on loan at Boca last year though as well. Yeah, yeah. We had to go. He had to go on loan in order to, to, to kind and of. He was on loan at a to... very very good team. Well, one yeah. of the top teams in Argentina. Well, like, a lot of people, a lot of teams were doing this. I mean. We're happy to buy them ahead of time in order then to loan them out and then just keep them on loan at different places until this new rules come in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So effectively, these new rules have now come in and now now they're able it to get becomes, them. Yes, very. So even if you find a player like, so I think we scouted that um, Bayern Munich's left back. Oh, Davis. Yeah. Yeah. So we had effectively. They they even spoke to him. Yeah. I think mean, it was talking about they just couldn't get a work permit. Yeah. It was they, I think they, it was this year, a year later that uh, Bayern Munich was able to get him. Was that, it was only two years later, wasn't it? After we spoke to him because we couldn't yeah. push it through. Like at the time, we sort of just went, see you later, then we'll move on to another target sort well, of you thing. You can't do it for your once you get a, Yeah. If you so can't you get just, a work you permit. You just go on from there, don't you? Just carry on. Now, 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 look at him. He's probably one one of the best attacking fullbacks in the world, like young young attacking fullback in the world, should I say? Yeah. So I think that that's a, that's a, a thing that will be changing now, effectively. Yeah. Although he would be probably one of those you'd have to. Well, it depends on how he's doing for like. There is like a youth categories and things. So, so whether or not you you're doing how you're doing for youth team. What kind of levels the youth team? What it's different. It's a different point system based on players that are under twenty one. Yeah, or yeah. I mean, in the early twenties, so you can still get points from that. Yeah, in order to earn your place. But even if you don't, all you need to do is is go on loan to a South American country a club that's in the Copacabana's, and that will get you enough points. Yeah, I mean, have you heard of any players that we have been looking at in South America? No, but I don't necessarily expect it. I think that's the right. <laughs> until it happens. No, until no, they, yeah. they, they I wasn't sure if you already had, uh, like, you know, you've seen something somewhere. New, now the new rules have uh, come in effect. So we have been looking at someone, sort of thing. Well, I think 
I think all the Premier League teams that are scouting South America quite a bit at the moment. Because right. I think effectively it is the place where you can get a lot of bargains. You can get a lot of good players. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there is a kind of there are a lot, a lot of players out there that, that that could do well. Yeah. In and around the Premier League, especially in the, some of the positions that we're looking for. So, at the moment like wingers, bit, bit more flair quite, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you should you should hopefully be able to get get a couple of of those kind of star players. Yeah. Come through, I think. And also, I think that one of the places that I think we should look at doing is even bringing in someone like Sproni to be a kind of person because he came over to Dundee when he was quite young yeah from from Argentina he's from Venezuela yeah originally he came so I think we he came over to Dundee quite young so, so having, I think having be, sort of as our South American kind of uh, at, consult in a way so just as like a mentor mentor kind of like a, sort of thing yeah, yeah. talk to him as well Kind of welcome to the club, kind of yeah. help them out with, with kind of just getting settling in. Settled, it's, yeah. it's probably quite a big culture shock compared to what yeah. football is like in other countries, kind of thing. Please. And I think the thing is with these players, if we were looking to sign them, it's probably there'll be players that would be in and around the first team for, for a couple of years and then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you go from Brazilian barbecue and Brazilian steakhouses to Tasty Jerk and uh, Morley's, basically. I mean, <laughs> we've, we've, got, we've got the restaurant quarter in Croydon, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, the big, the big uh, what's it called, uh, Box Park. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there's like a restaurant called in Croydon, isn't there? I thought that was it. No, there's like a, no, 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 there's like a, a more kind of market, but equivalent. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, only if I go out to Croydon for Box Park now, because... Uh, it's got loads of food places. Anyway, anyway, back to transfers. Uh, who, who have you seen us linked with? Anyone? Who have you seen that possibly? I don't really listen to those kind of ones, really. No, no, I, I don't really pay attention until something actually happens. Right. So there's one one for the Premier League, which I think we, you know, could be, it could be a good signing for us, especially after his last year was uh, John Lundstrom. Uh, the Sheffield United player and his contract's up in the summer at the end of June so I mean this year obviously Sheffield United haven't haven't played anywhere near compared to as well as what they did last year but for a free transfer yeah you know, I think he's a he's, he'd be a good good player to have in as a squad player you know he could play up and down the on the right can play in the centre great goals as well he can Hasn't had his best season, but nor has most of the Sheffield United players. You know, last year he, he was one of their top players, I thought. Uh, Did he have an injury at the start of the season, or was he? I think there was something to do with um, contract. Because um, he, he wanted to be on more money uh, because they bought in that Sanderberg, and he thought he should be on the same money that he was on because he was actually playing and Berg wasn't playing. But Berg was on a lot okay. more money or something. It was something on the lines of that. Right. But, yeah. yeah, apparently he still hasn't signed the contract, but he's been put back into the team now. And, yeah. But he's, uh, yeah, his contract's running out at the end of June. So, be good to have as a squad player. And he could do the role to replace a lot of the midfielders that we do lose. You know, like the McCarthy one, he could replace that. He's a little bit younger, 27, so... 
year younger. <laughs> no, I think McCarthy's 30 or something, so, you know, three years younger. So, but there's been a, a couple of others, like, I think, back to Van Arnold. Um, I've heard that Leeds uh, have been looking at him, like Mar- Marcelo Belize have been looking out for a new left-back, and I think Van Arnold, if he wants to stay in the Premier League, you know, I think he he would jump the chance of working with Leeds at the moment. How well they're playing. There are a lot of players yeah. that are very attacking as well, aren't you? So, very attacking kind yeah, of team. very attacking, but there's also a lot of, um, a lot of running. Lot of, yeah, hell of a lot of running. <laughs> yeah. He would have to change his game up a little bit more and be up and down that, <laughs> that touchline all game. You know, there's... There are a few others that, you know, I'm, I've never heard of any of them. Oh, well, I've heard of uh, Philippe uh, Djuric, or something. He's a Serbian player, which we've been linked with. And he's a midfielder from um, Sassalu, or Sassuolo, however you want to pronounce their name. And with Milivojevic as well. I don't know if that's just the link has been linked because he's another Serbian to play with, you know, his mate, essentially. <laughs> But yeah, it's not been a lot that I've heard of that you know that we have been linked with. Only a couple of players in the last couple of weeks, sort of thing. I think it's, it could also just be you know paper talk or the agent talk that they're trying to get them deals somewhere I else. I don't think, I don't think that, that players ever talk, want to talk about their deals. In, in, there's not much agents. That's the agents probably just it. stirring up stuff just to get a new contract or to. Make other teams well, just aware. remind people that there are players available, mm. and we're quite a nice shorthand for who wants to live in London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is with uh, the Sassuolo uh, manager as well. He apparently his contract or is or he's very highly rated or something, and it might it's something to do with his contract. And uh, I think the reason he's been linked, like the player's been linked with us, is the fact that we're unsure where we're going with the manager. Like with manager situations, so I think they've put two and two together. Oh, Palace need the manager. This guy, very highly rated, might look to go to the Premier League, and he might look into bringing this player who he also brought from the other team he came from. So they have like a connection between the two players. So I think that's probably where the links come from. They've kind of put two and two together, sort of thing. But who knows? Who knows? What about players you would like to sign then? What type of players you would like to sign, should I say, for us? Okay, so yeah, we need to kind of. Um, I just want wingers. Yeah. There's lots and lots of wingers. How many is lots and lots? Lots and lots of wingers. <laughs> like two, two, or three, two or three wingers just to, to try and. Two or three, okay. Just not necessarily wingers that will be the first team winger, just yeah, a couple of backups. So effectively go. Oh yeah, just go go find the um, the South American route and effectively sign three wingers and, and hopefully two of them are good, right? Or like, hopefully one of them's good. Effectively, try and find a Zaha replacement before Zaha kind of goes. Yeah, because yeah. then that'll take the pressure off everything else if we've managed to find someone. Yeah, yeah, some quality, something. Who, yeah, yeah, someone who might not be there yet, but in two or three years' time would be. Yeah, yeah. Have you uh, thought of any players that we could possibly get that fits that kind of deal? 
Like, haven't got a clue. Not, not from South America, <laughs> such as anyone they thought of, maybe from no, one of the teams it, it, that it, might get relegated, maybe. No, not even those players. They'll be really expensive. They're already on Premiership Manager. They're already on Premiership Money. Money, yeah. Yeah. It's like the idea that, that I mean, we need to, to take some risks on a couple more positions and, and just, they might be rubbish, that they might be great. I mean, that's the problem with our transfer policy in general at the moment is that, I don't know if you can say, like, we, we seem to be very good at, at finding players, finding value, finding players that are, that are Worth the money they were paying for, but there's not many of them out there that that are sort of players that could be of. worth more. You know, right, okay. it's a lot of players with a high floor and a low ceiling. You know, yeah. So you're thinking on the long term that we could buy them and then sell them for more money in the long run. Oh, so yeah, I'm not and then sell them for a loss, sort of thing. No, it's, it's not even that. It's just, just we we're buying and using them, but then we're finding value by doing that. That's not necessarily right. a bad thing in itself. What I'm saying is, it would be nice to have some fun with some players and have because this idea at the moment that's going around that you buy and you're going to buy these players and then sell them for a higher price. Every club's doing that at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I've got a feeling that some clubs are going to get unstuck with that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a lot of tra- uh, strategy transfer-wise just to make, not not quick money, but to actually try and bring the money in instead of being able to sell. I, I have no interest in, in Paris buying and selling and, and making money from selling. Yeah. I want us to, to buy and use. Fine. Well, you, well this <laughs> thing, we, the only way we're going to uh, progress is by buying and use. And, you know, you want to keep that player. If that player is now worth... 50 million quid and you bought it for 10 million pound you're clearly doing something right and you should hopefully be on the up you would hope anyway wouldn't you and if you've got two or three no, players the like thing that, is, is is often when you do things like that it's very hard to keep it going mm. yeah like effectively you have teams like Southampton that had a good couple of teams and then well Liverpool at the moment Literally. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. They had a couple of years and stuff, and now effectively they're in a position the same as us, really. Yeah, yeah. For, for a while, they were the example on how to be run, and yeah. now on the kind of who knows how they, and what's going on with Southampton nowadays. To be honest, it's a strange one, really. No, I think they've still got some very good players there. I think that's the thing. It's just they haven't got the same as what they had. Two years ago, when they, they was you know they was on a bit of a roll, they was doing quite well, you know. And there's a couple of players I'll take from them. You know, I'll take I'll take uh, Vestergaard from, and I'll probably take uh, Redmond as a backup. But well, look, Redmond's probably take the first team of Mark. Come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, was, I suppose if you if if we're keeping Townsend, uh, he would definitely well, replace I'll put, Townsend. I'll, I'll put him way above Townsend. I wouldn't say way above, but I'll, I'll replace him above. Oh, you definitely play above Townsend, you know. I wouldn't say way above, but you know he'd, he'd be above. Way he'd, above. He'd be, he would be above Townsend, but he wouldn't be way above. <laughs> Sarsh and Townsend, no, it just. <laughs> what do you mean? He's a good winner. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I definitely think he's a good winner, to, uh, Redmond. He's got pace as well, which is I think the big thing for us at the moment. We've got two players in our team with a bit of pace, and. They're Saha and Jeff Schlupp. And, well, see, Jeff, get, he likes to pick up an injury here and there. And, well, we'll, who knows if or when 
you know, we are going to sell. Generally speaking, if he was ever going to go, he'd have gone by now. That's the way I'll look at it. You think he's he's there now for the... Until his contract runs out and then see what happens. See what happens there. He's he's still got three years on that anyway, hasn't he? So, it takes him until he's 30 sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that if a dream move comes in, he'll take it. I I can't see it is. Mm. If any of the big clubs wanted him, they would have got him by now. Yeah. Yeah. And with how the kind of financial things are going elsewhere, I don't think anyone could really would want to stump up that kind of money for a player. Yeah. Well, it depends if they can actually afford to stump up the money now with the whole COVID situation as well. Yeah. You know, he's got a new new little baby as well, hasn't he? So he's now got two kids to look after as well. So he either moves this summer in the middle of a sort of pandemic even though hopefully it's all slowing down or stays for another couple of years and then see where it leaves him after the contract so I don't think I don't think that, uh, there's anyone going to come in from I, I, I think that, that if it was going to happen it would have happened a couple of seasons ago and it's not right right so I don't think that any of the big clubs have the faith that he's going to not unless he does something silly where he scores 20 goals in a season yeah, I think it's hard to t- uh, playing with a team like Palace that doesn't create a lot of chances. Though he, I mean, he's got nine goals this year in in I think twenty appearances, which yeah, well, is, is goal, goal every two games. You know, for a team that doesn't create a lot, is pretty high. No, I'm not. I'm not saying he, he's not good. What I'm saying is that effectively, if they wanted him, they can. They would have done it by now. Yeah, it's not like he, anything's happened in the last year that to change the position. Yeah, you can't say that he's that much better of a player than he was two years ago or three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he has sort so, of reached. Up. I think the only thing is, is maybe he is able to up his level at another team. I'm not sure, but reached that level. But they've had they've had the opportunities to, to make the offers. Mm. And to go for him, and they've chosen not to. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a big summer, isn't it? That's the thing. A big summer for for us, like because he's he's our main asset. So, and we're already going to be chopping and changing as it is, isn't we? So, I just can't see there being anyone who who would have changed their opinion on him and think actually he's worth a punt now. Mm. I mean, if if say someone does take punt and. I'm just thinking like transfer wise now. If, if someone takes a punt in we and we do sell them to him, say say it's say fifty million pound. You know. I mean I know we want a lot more, but say it's fifty million pound, who who do you think winger wise we should go out there for and try and buy to replace him? I still don't I still don't think who would spend that on him? No, no, no. I'm just saying, if it, if it happened. No, but just seriously, but think about it. Who who would? Uh, I mean, I suppose PSG might, but... Cause I, so I know, PSG I know, might. Well, I know, po- know Pochettino's a bigger minor. What's doing that last year? Well, listen, I know Pochettino's a bigger minor of Zaha. How do you know that? Well, what what from, quotes have you said? It's, oh, I haven't got quotes like now, but I know he's, he's spoken about it in previous interviews after games like when he was Tottenham manager. So I know he he likes him, whether or not he likes to buy to buy him, or if that's just he likes him as a player, he likes the way he plays. I don't know, but 
obviously PSG are obviously unlimited funds near enough. They could easily do that, but I'm just saying if someone did if someone did go for him and we did sell, have you got any ideas who you would like to see us try and maybe go for to replace? I still, I still don't think that, that, that there's anyone out there that will want to spend the money. Effectively, the only way it would happen is if it was a cut for, cut price deal. The only thing that would have worried me is if you, Everton got into Europe. Yeah. That would be the only one of all maybe he would go to Everton because Everton have, have money to burn, effectively. Yeah. Well, they need that, to pay, obviously, the money. Uh, to get the players in, wouldn't they? That's the thing. Because they need they need more of a squad than what they have at the moment. I think it's not necessarily that. It's just the fact is that I think he would go there under any other circumstances of them getting into Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he wants to play I mean, European football. Like, I'm pretty sure we all like we probably know that he would, he would like to play in European football. And obviously, there's only certain. Th- amount of teams that actually do that every year but like yeah it's, it's whoever's willing to come in for him really but yeah not sure so so I can't see there being a club that would want to spend that kind of money on him so I think we're stuck in the same position we were last year and the year before yeah I don't, I don't think anything's changed mm. okay uh, any other transfer talk you want to talk about we covered it, really, man. We all covered it, so should we uh, end it here, then? Yeah, let's end yeah. it here, Cool. All right, that has been For the Love of Palace. Uh, I've been Mark. It's been Chris. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, hopefully, and share the podcast with whoever, if you are listening. And have a good night. See you later. Bye. Bye.